0: Episode seventy-seven, Epo. My name is TJ Davis, alongside my constant compatriot Emily Shick. How the fuck are you today, Emily? Our vampire, dumpire, bump, bump, bumpier.
1: Uh, I, I will suck your blood.
0: Well, and that's not all. She'll suck, folks. Oh, <laughs> you. Ew. <laughs> ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible.
1: Yes, it is.
0: I mean, I'm far more I'm I'm definitely far more likely to hoard myself out. So if you yes. want a bad alcoholic to I don't know, something do moosey stuff.
1: Ew again.
0: <laughs> All right, well Not was, making it better. As I said, this is episode seventy seven. EPO. Beer number one and two today come to us from Apothecary Ales out of North Reading, Massachusetts. But beer number one today is called EPO. In medical terms, EPO is the common abbreviation of
1: erythropoietin.
0: Erythropoietin, a hormone that stimulates red blood cell production our evo is a new england red ipa the first red ipa i think i've ever had i think you ever had too same mm. this brew is red in color and yes we've had this already and fuck it is red but with the haziness you expect from east coast ipa the malt backbone provides a touch of sweetness and the double dry hopping with mosaic, sultana, and ella hops gives this brew a strong citrus aroma with a hint of pie. All right. We're, we're like two minutes in. And we haven't drunk anything yet. So.
1: Let's fix ready? it.
0: Up. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Crap. Mm. It smells
1: like beer.
0: Oh, it smells like a New England IPA. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is, in fact, red. It looks yep. very much like if a red ale and a New England IPA had a baby.
1: Yes, it does. I mean, it's got the all the opacity I want. It's got the kind of hop aroma that I want. It does smell a little bit sweeter.
0: Oh, I keep on getting like hints of rye off of this beer.
1: Yeah, something to do with the the malt.
0: Yeah, would yeah. That's sort of my guess is like it's the malt that they use instead of a lot of barley. It's more rye, which gives you uh, like more of this depth of color that we get from this it real good oh that's so tasty I am just disappointed that like we didn't I don't think that we lived in Reading when Apothecary existed or when we moved from Reading, they had like just opened
1: yeah they're pretty damn new and no I think that they they got there like well after we moved I think they've only been open for a few like a like I don't know a few years
0: um uh, again established 2017 so it wasn't oh. that long after we moved
1: well it makes me wonder if that was when they you know actually started m- making a lot of production and had like a tap room and stuff or if that's when they uh you know started brewing in in a in a, in a house
0: I hey, am um- gonna guess it's when they have like production not just we're gonna experiment with some flavors
1: i'm not sure but either way i'm glad they're around yeah um
0: it's some fucking tasty ass shit
1: you wouldn't I i got to talk to the head brewer a bit uh when my dad and I went there, when we also sampled some other stuff, which we'll be talking about shortly.
0: Uh, shout I... out to our one Patreon supporter, Bruce. We love you, man. We know you don't listen, but we still love you.
1: Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, but yeah, the, all of, so, all the names are sort of vaguely pharmacy or, you know, medical related, hence the name of EPO. Um, and it's well, because. I mean,
0: also, Apothecary Ales, I do love that yep. it in itself, says uh, druggist approved anti thirst therapy. It's very like snake oil salesman, and I love it.
1: Yeah, all their labelings like that too. It's really cool. Um, but that's because the two owners, founders, were both in healthcare. Actually, one still is. So the head brewer was formerly a nurse and the other owner is still a pharmacist they met like working in the same hospital rad <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that's cool
0: yeah i hadn't quite noticed like the small details on the can outside it reminded me of um remind me of like you know snake oil salesman
1: yeah like... old timey medicine labels
0: it it's got red blood cells it's got a old-timey syringe full of blood um it's got a like glass ampule on it yep full of like i'm guessing solid state
1: well it says erythropoietin next to it
0: yeah but like the yeah. solid state of that that's meant to be dissolved yeah it it's cool. I I, I mm. dig I dig their vibe. Me too. 128 drams. Hadn't seen that one before. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, that is great. And no, I mean, I've I've I so I'd only had a couple other things before this that I was pleasantly surprised by, and I um I don't know. I feel like I'm always. bit cautious with new breweries because it's like so many of them end up sucking out loud and uh this one doesn't
0: well you never know the quality of something unless you try it you know i know
1: but i don't know i i feel like i'd rather be pleasantly surprised than disappointed every time dude what do you have someone is going to town on a a bag maybe
0: Well it sounds like
1: boyo. Oh. Prescription bag. Ah. He decided it I don't know, was a fun toy and tasted neat or something. My child is brilliant. Alright, well since we're drinking Epo and enjoying it, maybe we should talk about the other hypothecary. Ales that I had at well, maybe the you pot carry, carry ales,
0: pop carry ales you've had,
1: yeah, yeah, I will. Fine,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm gonna steal your thunder and like introduce like one of the first ones you had, at least that I saw, because you gave it like a 4.5, which is super rad. Uh, it's called Gold Standard, it's a New England IPA at 6.6 percent that has uh Citra Mosaic and Simcoe, and um, yeah sounds tasty. How how, how was
1: it? (laughs) It was actually fucking phenomenal. So, like, so, talking to the head brewer, he said, this is kind of the, like, standard hop combination for especially New England IPAs. And, you know, he's like, well, we resisted for a while, but you know, decided to to do it anyway. And I'm glad he did, because, like, it honestly... I think, the like, it, it's perfectly executed, and I think that the flavor actually stands out as compared to other beers that have that same hot profile. Nice. Like, I was highly impressed. Highly, highly impressed. I mean, that was the first one I had, so you know I wasn't, like, you know, being like, oh, I love this beer because this place is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's not like me at the end of a fucking beer fest where it's just like it's every beer is amazing. Beer, ever had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Me beer and fests you first have... were best friends.
1: Like, I'm not at all surprised my dad would easily get drunk during beer fests. It shocks me that. Well, actually, you're the beer dumpster. That's how you get drunk during beer fests. Yeah
0: like we get pores of like 15% and it's like, oh, this is good, but I can't finish this. And just here you go, TJ. Fine. Dump it back. Dump it yeah, back. Yeah, basically. Dump it back. <laughs> like, Until I know that five, you're feeling it point. <laughs> where
1: you start dumping it in the buckets as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things I've learned with age. Like, especially if we go back to another EBF again, I I don't I think won't. it's
1: ever going to happen again, man.
0: I don't think it's going to happen again either, but like if we did, I would not operate the way I used to.
1: Yeah. Age has a funny way of catching up with you.
0: Yeah. And I've been 80 since I was 19, so it's surprising it took the last 20 years for that to happen.
1: I mean, I don't think I've been 80 f- since I was 19, but I,
0: you know i broke my hip over half my life over over
1: hey i thought you were gonna stop saying it since it's not half anymore i'm gonna kick you in the balls until you stop saying it
0: i told you i would stop saying i broke my hip half my life ago now it's i broke my hip over half my life ago
1: i'm gonna break your balls Well, you can still feel you, one of them.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, choose the right one. Because if you choose the wrong one, I'm not going to feel it. <laughs>
1: going to pop like a grape.
0: Oh. I'll end up feeling like uh, Hank Venture.
1: Basically, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was Dean that had the testicular torsion.
0: They both had testicular torsion. Oh,
1: that's right. They both did. That's right. Well, anyway,
0: beer. Well, anyway, <laughs> beer. Um, you were still hanging I... out at the apothecary.
1: So had a a double New England style IPA called Greek Stashwax.
0: Oh, you didn't talk about Helix.
1: For that. Oh, that's right. That isn't our next beer.
0: Yeah. No, our next beer is the one after Helix. Well, but, fine. I'll do course. Greek stash wax, and we'll
1: go back to helix because right. I fucked up. Fine. Anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: what I did? I don't know. I get confused. Like it, it's like drug names. Like they all have X's and shit in them. They all just blend together now. Um. Anyway, so Greek stash wax is a New England IPA, copiously dry hopped with the Xythos hop blend. It's a charity beer that ra- helps raise funds for prostate cancer research. Cool. Um, solid. I definitely enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it quite. I mean, Golden Standard was I don't know my golden standard. Weirdly enough, Weird. but this was solid. Um, it has a bit more bitterness than Golden Standard or even EPO. Um, mm. so like. I think my dad liked it a little bit more than me, but that's because my dad still, like, I don't know, the the bitterness no longer, it it has not gotten to the point where, like, it, you know, is a deterrent for him, where it can be for me.
0: Yeah, well, like, I feel like your dad still enjoys West Coast styles a little bit more than you do, and that's probably where that line is drawn a little bit, you know?
1: What I find really funny is that he was like, I don't like red ales and I'm like, it's a red New England IPA. It's probably not going to taste anything like a red ale and he like No, he was I like, he fucking hated this.
0: It's so weird. Like I know. I would not call this a red ale. I
1: like, don't think I don't it bears much really any resemblance to a red ale, honestly. Like it does in a way, like I can I can taste a little bit of it in the malt backbone, but like it's just it's so, I mean, it's so hop forward in, like, such a, you know, dry-hopped, fresh, kind of, not-bitter kind of way that it's like, there's no, like, if you were tasting this blindfolded, if you didn't know what it was, if you could see it, like, you probably would guess New England IPA and like it better. It's just because you have a thing against red ales.
0: I'm not going to lie, I do get, like, Again, I get a bit of rye off of this, which makes it taste red to me.
1: But so not do in I, a bad way. Um,
0: like it—it it reminds me more. But of you're like looking
1: for oil. it. Is my point. I don't you're... think that it's so prominent that you would not identify this as a New England style IPA. That you would think it was something different.
0: It's a little more dry than a New England, but I—I I think that, I do agree with you. Like, blindfolded tasting this, I would not, would not guess that it's a red <laughs> IPA. Yeah. Alright, well, keep it on, keep it on. You also had a beer named Helix. Ah, rad show. I wish it kept going further than two seasons. Uh, this Never one is... What? Never saw it. Oh. It's one of those shows, like, Carnival. It's worth watching, but it's super disappointing that you don't get more. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, what they did is really good, but then it's just all the more disappointing that you don't get more. Or, like, 1899. So disappointed, I'm not going to get more. Um. But yes, Helix, hypothecary. It's New England IPA. Double dry hop with Idaho 7, Vic Secret, and the Trident hop blend. Trident, whatever.
1: Whatever. It was pretty good. Um...
0: I feel like you only give it a four, though. And I feel like that hop combo, like, I don't know Trident, but, like, Vic Secret and Idaho 7 are two hops that I loved for years so I'm sort of disappointed that it's only a 4
1: I think that it could be higher if it were a DIPA
0: ah, uh, okay
1: I, I, I feel like again, with New England's I feel like the the second the the, the, the second IPA-ness me speak English good um, really you know, English, helps smooth that possible. It. Yeah, um, yeah, it really smooths things out. You get a lot more hop flavor. I feel like the malt usually kind of blends nicely, it can round out any bitterness. You can, uh, I don't know. I, I just generally like dippas better.
0: No, I feel you on that. Gives it a bit more time in like the dry hopping and the whirlpool. I feel like that's one of the like the less the, the like more forgotten parts of beer brewing for good New England is like giving some good attention to that whirlpool. But yeah, I can definitely see how that could have been better if it was a Dipa.
1: Yep. Speaking of dipas, I also had, I had a dipa called Dr. Blake's Medical Apparatus. So this one is, uses a Norwegian yeast strain and has citra, mosaic, and talus hops. And... This was also fucking phenomenal. Like, I think I like this as much as Golden Standard.
0: Then you had another beer from, wow, Apothecary. So weird. It's like you were just hanging out there. Uh, Called Aphrodisiac. This one was a pastry stout. um, Featuring a plethora of chocolate malts but also Ghirardelli chocolate and over 40 pounds of black cherry puree. I mean, fuck, man, that sounds delicious.
1: It was. I mean, it was an excellently executed pastry stout with really, really good flavor. Still tasted like beer, even though it was like sweet and tasted also like dessert. And is also not an ABV that is like undrinkable for like a a chunk of people.
0: I mean, like six point nine percent for a beer of that level is really impressive.
1: Yeah. Because like
0: more often than not, something with that level of flavor would be it's like
1: nine minimum. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thoroughly impressed. Like, honestly, I I feel like most people going for that style, like, just, like pastry stouts tend to go for like, you know, imperial. Like, you know. And honestly, man, I don't always want a fucking imperial stout. Like, they're just they're heavy. It means I can't, like, drink as much other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. deeply appreciate it when somebody can make a, real, a di- really damn good stout and, like, not make it you know wine,
0: yeah, I like I often do not want a barley wine I like I would like a flavorful stout um uh, we're we're gonna get into one that like edges into barley wine probably next episode, but like I want like a really flavorful stout that just happens to oh, have good flavor and be delicious instead of, like, blowing out my taste buds with fucking too high of an ABV.
1: Well, that's the thing, is that, like, you can do a high ABV without having it taste like a high ABV, but, like, even that, it's like, yeah, I still i am going to deeply enjoy it, but, like, sometimes I don't really want that much fucking booze at once.
0: Yeah and this comes from somebody who like regularly swigs whiskey like sometimes I just want something that I can enjoy
1: yeah imagine that well cool. that was the end of my time at hypothecary
0: so do you want to uh, start the time of in the age of Emily's birthday, yeah,
1: sure. Let's get get into a few of them. We had we we had a lot, a lot of different beers, like a whole lot.
0: I figure we'll probably get through sours, and then I
1: don't even know if we're gonna get through. I don't all know if we'll sours. get through all
0: the sours. Yeah, well, let's at let's least get, get through get some of them.
1: <laughs> well. To start off with, we started with a pair of hydras from Mortalis. Let me tell you about one of them. Uh I apparently checked them in the opposite order we drank them in, but fucking whatever. So second we had strawberry, blueberry, and boysenberry hydra. Um like holy shit. I mean, it's a fucking Mortalis. I'm I, i I'm struggling to think of a Mortalis I've had that I didn't like. But, like, I've especially never had a Hydra that wasn't, like, phenomenal. Yes. And this one was just particularly phenomenal. Like, I know that it's kind of, like, you know, it feels like an easy go through combination of fruits, but, like, man, there's a reason that that combination is like used a lot of places because it fucking rules and it was done really well
0: i feel like a number of Stuart americans don't really know what boysenberry tastes like and i couldn't tell you off the top it's like a tart blueberry i mean something like that
1: Yeah, it's i don't know it's it i think it's somewhere more around like a blackberry or raspberry kind of flavor
0: so a less tart blackberry
1: yeah i think so kind of maybe um but i don't know i don't know that i've ever eaten a boysenberry or like some boysenberries like fresh I, i think that i've had boysenberry flavored things multiple times like don't you remember being a kid and going to like i don't fucking remember which one it was i think it was like
0: it was bickford's
1: was it bickford's that used to have the boysenberry syrup
0: Yes. Bickford's okay. had, you know, maple, blueberry, boysenberry, and.
1: Strawberry or something? Strawberry? I think it might be strawberry.
0: But they had, like, their. You know, every table had four fucking syrups. Yep. And those were their four. That was Bickford's. Maybe it was IHOP. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it was one of them. You want to fight about it? <laughs>
1: <coughs> not particularly yeah. sounding great there tj
0: but yeah strawberry blueberry boysenberry it was really tasty um then again like the thick boy that we had was that first one which was their pink guava mango and pineapple hydra again fucking delicious
1: i mean that one was like One of the thickest smoothie styles I've ever had. I mean, legitimately, like, I just blended some fucking fruit up in my, you know, Nutribullet, because I'm that kid. Um, (laughs) And I actually used to use the thing. So, whatever. But, like, holy God, that was thick. I mean, that was, like, coat your glass, you know, tip it and, like, wait for it to come to your mouth.
0: I'm guessing that it was like one of the last canned from a keg or whatever. Probably. And that's why it was like so extra thick, but Yeah.
1: I was I happy have... about it.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say I like I did not have an issue with it being so thick.
1: That's what she said.
0: Not to me, but not <laughs>
1: Man, you just keep slamming yourself, and then you and then you wonder why the uh, listener, the our like ten listeners, don't take you up on your offer to like I don't know, do them or whatever.
0: Oh, have I really offered to like do anybody?
1: Not really. I mean, yeah, you kind of did say, in the like... beginning of this episode.
0: <laughs> I'll eat your ass, but I don't want you to do anything to my dick. <laughs> it's it's still it's still
1: doing someone. <laughs>
0: Our highest level Patreon will get their ass eaten by Ew. me.
1: You <laughs> See you later, Bruce. <laughs> Parody in Minecraft redacted. Not because it would get us in trouble, but because it's just horrifying. Ew. <laughs> well, let's see. Next up we had a pair of dreams. I think that... The, I, I assume that it's kosher to fucking call it that. It's still dumb to me. I don't really understand what the acronym is, and I don't care. Anyway. Yeah. If, if you're a beer nerd, you know what a fucking dream is. It's that series from Burley Oak that's also Sours. And, like, I think mostly Soothy Styles, at least. Um, so... Apparently, this was originally a 2018 sourfest exclusive. It was condi- lactose conditioned on with lactose conditioned on coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg so um, those of you who don't know coquito is a traditional rum drink uh, fuck I forget which country it's from anyway but like it's mostly those ingredients
0: I mean, and like with rum. It's Mexico, isn't it?
1: Uh, like, it's maybe. essentially
0: like alcoholic horchata,
1: or like it, uh, Puerto Rican, maybe. I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: or like Barbados. Dominican or something. I don't know. Fucking somewhere, man. I don't. I don't remember. I I apologize thoroughly, but I don't remember. All I know is that I like it, and things that are flavored with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this one was pretty tasty. Um,
1: I thought it was pretty solid.
0: It was definitely better with taking a nut in the mouth.
1: Yeah, ew, but yes, uh, he's referring to I had the coquito almonds from Q's nuts, and if you put one of those in your mouth and kind of chew it a little, and then take a sip, like it, it, it's like perfect.
0: It definitely amplifies all the flavors in all the best ways. Nice. All right, and then I'm guessing probably our last of the beer talk, if we want to try and keep on keep it on, will be the other dream that we had. It's not a dream; it's a dream.
1: That's what I said. Dream. Dream. Like Jorts. Yeah, with J.
0: Yeah. Who doesn't love jorts?
1: Everyone doesn't love jorts except like Kevin Smith.
0: Oh, I find them comfortable. I'd I'd rather I'd rather wear like a kilt because then a little more breezy. But like, I don't have any issues with jorts.
1: Um, Mm. um,
0: They're not going to get me laid, but like, I'm not trying to get laid.
1: (laughs) Want to make want to see me be more unfuckable? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Check out my jorts.
0: I mean, it sounds sounds like a win win to me. <laughs> All right, we had an dream
1: grossed out and sad.
0: Yeah. Thanks, TJ. That sounds like
1: <laughs> basically get have somebody having sex with you. So, buzzingo.
0: Yeah, I mean, i am not gonna disagree. That sounds about right. All right, we had another dream. <laughs> it was blueberry strawberry cardamom glazed donut. And it was it was good. It's a 4.8% like smoothie style sour or pastry sour, I guess is more likely with this one. Yeah. It would have been rated higher if the cardamom came through more.
1: Agreed. Uh cardamom's a flavor that I am particularly fond of and I I don't know. I'm a little disappointed when it's like explicitly advertised and not coming through as much as I want it to. Like, I'm not saying that it has to be like, you know, above all other flavors, drowning them out, but like more would have been nice. But like, yeah. other than that, I don't have a lot of complaints with it. It was still, it was still good. It's just like it only slightly missed the mark because it's missing that flavor.
0: Yeah. If it had like a little more cardamom, it would have been higher rated by me as well uh it's like when something says that it has like bergamot in it and it's just like well i guess but i can't really tell outside of like the tiniest hint of flavor yeah like stuff like that if you if you gave me a little more pow i'd enjoy it more
1: Pow right in the kisser
0: Pow, Pow right in the kisser. Right Pow right in the kisser. <laughs> Alright, so I'm guessing that's probably our last like beer review from Untapped.
1: Might as well, considering we're almost, I'm I'm almost done with this and I'm sure you are.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty fucking close myself. So we might as well get into our commercial break before we go commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know. Pro ad go to hypothecary ales. They're located in North Reading. Their food's pretty solid. Their beer's fucking great. Um, and they have a really nice space that's really chill to hang out in. And they have two different type, types of like, uh, hop hanging light fixtures. They have ones near the entrance that are, like, I don't know, kind of metal-looking? And then they have ones over the bar that are paper, and they're they're just beautiful.
0: Rad. I can get behind that. Antiad! Fuck you, Zoom. We haven't used you in, like, a year. But still, fuck you, Zoom.
1: Yeah, Zoom, uh, well, look at, (laughs) like way to way to kill your business by uh, gouging people
0: yeah just because some people can doesn't mean you can yeah while we're at it fuck you Amazon, Apple Facebook, Microsoft YouTube like fuck, fuck I mean, everything Google. <laughs> yeah it, fuck been... Google
1: I mean fuck Google covers fuck YouTube so you know
0: yeah fuck Google um pro ad support your local independent movie theater. If you have a local independent movie theater, support them. I don't, but if I had income, I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh any other ads? I'm sitting here doing the pee dance
1: i don't know my cat's snoring is that is that a a, is that an ad for anything
0: well yeah cats are awesome if you hate cats fuck you stop listening to our show
1: yeah i mean
0: (laughs) i don't have more than that (laughs) yeah all right all right ad break yep motorcycle did anyone all right oh hey we're recording um after some technical difficulties. We're back with beer number two. Beer number two today comes to us also from Apothecary Ales. This wow. one is called Elixir. It's a New England double IPA.
1: It's their flagship. Cool.
0: Um, in medicine, an Elixir is a sweetened and aromatic hydro hydro-alcoholic water and alcohol, liquid containing (laughs) an active medicine. Wow, why is like reading becoming so much more hard for me? Alcohol is a vital component as it helps the medicine become more soluble. Our elixir is a double New England IPA that is not sweetened and contains no medicine. (laughs) Ha, shenanigans. Alcohol is medicine. Um... (laughs) Unless you consider Actually, it's water. it's poison. And.
1: <laughs> eh, yeah, that's true.
0: It <laughs> is not sweet and contains no medicine unless you consider water, hops, grain, and yeast medicine. This aromatic hop bomb is just what the doctor ordered. Cool. I love
1: the recycling thing at the bottom it says If love and earth, the earth is wrong, I don't want to be right
0: yes oh and it's an 8.1 percent in three two one crack mm,
1: crack
0: oh yeah no i can i can smell that hot bomb off the top
1: mm, bomb yeah this one you know Looks like a New England style IPA. Like a, you know, not red one.
0: Well, I mean, it looks just like the last one, but not red.
1: The perfect prescription. Mm. Yeah, this is damn good.
0: Yeah, this is damn good.
1: Yep. Smooth, flavorful, balanced, creamy-ish. You know, in that way that New England's are. Mm. Mm.
0: Man, I really need to get better about like actually checking in on to uh the official cedar screw it letterbox of what i watch because like i've watched some stuff i've watched some things have you oh oh actually t uh, like super short spoiler the free newish movie review there was a movie that i watched from last year that i really wanted to watch and i'm so glad i finally fucking did and it made me really disappointed that it wasn't nominated for i think any oscars because just everything about it was so great but the like weirdo everything oscar nom this year was everything everywhere all at once which, which i have like no nice, issues with yeah, yeah
1: no issue whatsoever that's a nice change
0: it like it's a it's such a nice change. It it's such a great flick. If you haven't watched it, absolutely fucking watch it.
1: And, and listen to out. us talk about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, then listen tomorrow. to us talk about it tomorrow. Um but like the one that I was thinking of that I watched that I wanted to watch, but I hadn't watched, but then I did watch was Three Thousand Years of Longing. Hmm. I don't it's even know one... that about that one. It's it's directed by, I want to say, George Miller or Frank Miller. I don't know. Some Miller. I think it's George Miller. A uh, dude who did, like, uh, you know, fucking Mad Max. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That guy. Starring Tilda Swinton and uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is a jinn and Tilda Swinton is a... Narratologist. I don't know if that's a real title, but like it just sounds so dumb. Somebody who explores and analyzes narratives of different cultures. Hmm. Yeah. I love the setup. She ends up purchasing a bottle that contains a gin without her knowing it. Gin uh, is. You know, genie. Yes, but like Jin is the proper pronunciation. Like genie is the white people Westernization. Version. <laughs> yeah, the white people pronunciation of it.
1: Yeah, white people suck, man.
0: As a white person, I can attest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Testify. Fuck whitey. Yeah. <laughs> Black Sheep, not as good as Tommy Boy, but still, not bad. Fuck Whitey. Mm. Yeah. But hey, um, 3,000 years of longing, Super satisfying watch. I mean, it's essentially a jinn telling his story to this person of each time that he's been, that they've been uh, trapped inside of a bottle. And like it works really well. Um, if you like either of the actors or the director, it's it's such a satisfying flick. But like, how can you not like Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba? I know, like <laughs> they're they're both phenomenal actors and. Like, I hate that, like, Idris Elba got, like, the short end. Hey, shit. Even fucking Tilda Swinton got the short end of the stick when it came to the Marvel Universe because I wanted so much more of them.
1: Yeah. I agree. But I mean, still. Yeah. They're both phenomenal actors. Like. Oh, man. So. Let me tell. Can I tell a little semi-related story about Idris Elba, from that I read on Reddit. Sure. So I saw an Ask Reddit thread not that long ago that was like, you know, what, like, what, uh, what British actors have fool you know fooled you into thinking that they were American to the point where you were like. <laughs> startled when you realized that they were British?
0: Tom Holland. <laughs> well
1: yeah. Tom Holland's up there, um, <gasps> fucking Hugh Laurie's up there. Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, see now for me, like my introduction to Hugh Laurie was not House. It was Black Adder, like back when I was oh. a kid. Like I just recently rewatched like all of Black Adder or actually watched all of Black Adder. So I knew that Hugh Laurie was a Brit from the time that I was, like, six.
1: Oh, see, I didn't. Um, but, like, I, I also love that they used that to great effect in Avenue 5. Uh-huh. Uh, which I still need to watch the second season of, speaking of. Oh, yeah, um,
0: totally. Watch it. Watch but,
1: it, uh Yeah, I kind of miss Space Jared. Um, but, yeah. On this Ask Reddit thread... Somebody was like, Well, my friend apparently felt that way about Idris Elba because, like, I was, you know, I guess he and his friend were sitting in a pub, I don't know, probably in London somewhere or something. And he was like, Hey, that's Idris Elba over there. And the, the, his friend's like, And they're like right behind him, I guess. And he, or, or, and his friend's like, That's, that can't be Idris Elba. He's not, he's not English. And Idris Elba turns to him and goes, yes, I am.
0: <laughs> I I wish I had one of those moments in my life. Right? Like, that sounds, well, I'd definitely be eating crow, but that still sounds like a rad moment.
1: I mean, we've almost had, well, not quite that moment, but I mean, we, we ran into Matt Groening.
0: Well, Yeah. And I was super embarrassing. It was like, you're the father of my childhood.
1: <laughs> and I was like, damn, uh, same. So, yeah, we both sounded like idiots. But he took pictures with us anyway.
0: Yep. We, we asked for pictures. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, shit, I didn't get here. Uh, Come along with me and I'll give you a picture. <laughs> it's like... Hell, hell yeah i'll follow you mr grating <laughs> and he was like are you
1: going to the futurama panel and we're like yeah we were thinking about it but you know it's in Barum 20 and it's probably going to be like super busy so we were we were, we figured we weren't going to get in and he was like oh well usually like the line like during the panel the line moves pretty fast so you should be able to get in and we were and you know he and then he was like all right i gotta go do my thing but you know thanks nice to meet you guys or whatever and we turned to each other and we're like matt graining told us to go to the futurama panel so we're going to bomber 20 now
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it was at that moment that we were like well i know what we're doing uh wasn't it the same day that we uh met met uh fucking jonan vasquez
1: no that was I the was day like, after oh okay that was sunday that was the last day of comic-con that we met jonah and vasquez don't you remember because he was like i've been at comic-con all weekend
0: yes and i feel and like a
1: piece of shit because i was like draw what you feel well and he was I like well said, i feel like i said oh. just
0: like draw me whatever and then you said draw me <laughs> draw what you feel <laughs> I'm like you're drawing so much better <laughs> yeah because he's
1: like well i feel like a piece of shit but you know i'm at comic-con so also i'm a little bit jaunty
0: so he drew me a piece of shit
1: (laughs) an anthropomorphized piece of shit with a little with a cute little hat
0: (laughs) yeah like cute little top hat just being yep
1: it's so jonan and i love it i love it (laughs) why is his head so big
0: because his name is tj and
1: then the squirrely tj's greasy head
0: that sounds about right. I feel like I've me been there Me and the squirrel before. are friends. Oh, me and the squirrel are not friends. He I was a chubby lady, hiding
1: in the bushes.
0: <laughs> mm. All right, so keep it on, keep it on. ah, um, oh, man, I feel like there was a movie that I watched that I forgot to check in that I really enjoyed. I can tell you about a movie that I hated.
1: Oh, like, okay. I,
0: I loved, but I hated it. Oh. Yeah. Uh it's called Babylon. You I, you might have overheard I, me and Dan talking about it some. I think so. Yeah. It's it's not a good movie. I really enjoyed a lot of the movie, but it's one of those movies that like It was, like, three hours long, and I wish they did, like, a bandersnatch with it. Mm. Like, choose your own adventure. Like, you can follow different actors throughout their careers. I think that that would have been, like, more fun with it. Instead of, like, the three-hour... Jerk-off sesh. Well, it's, it's partially that, and just, like, how disgusting the rest of the movie is. And like you know what movie you're in for from the like the first two or three minutes, because it, it in those first few minutes you have like an elephant just shitting all over somebody, and Ew. like it's it's so grotesque and so opulent, but you can't look away. I mean,
1: that kind of seems like holy grail for, like, shit fetishists, doesn't it?
0: I don't know if shit fetishists really care about, like, elephant shit, but...
1: Like, wouldn't, like, the bigger the shit, the better? I don't know.
0: No, because my understanding of most fetishists, especially when it comes to fecophilia, is that um, it's trying to supplant themselves into the... Well, I guess I'll just say, like, Sly Stallone role of, like, having a piece of glass over you and having somebody shit on it because you, you want to be, like, part of the experience instead of outside of it.
1: Oh, my God. Did you ever read that today? I fucked up about the guy who was, like, I I was, like, so, like, a, a huge shit fetishist. So I hired a, a um a an escort who like like specialized in, you know, kinky shit and you know, negotiated a whole scene and like, you know, he was so pumped going into it, like, you know, there was all kinds of talk about it and stuff. You know, she clearly did a really good her, she did her job well, but like as soon as the shit touched his lips, he realized he made a mistake. <laughs> but he like felt was he was so embarrassed at that point because he'd made such a big deal out of it. And it was such a, you know, process going into it that he just, like, kept going.
0: No, I have not read that one. But I'm not at all surprised because there are so many fetishists out there who fetishize ideas instead of actuality.
1: Uh, Yeah, and that's the thing that, like, I I mean, especially given that there are some fetishes that are actively harmful to other people, um, I... I'm actually really grateful that you know, that you can have a fetish and keep it, like, to talk or, you know, in the case of shit fetish, like, you know, have a piece of glass between you. Like, um, I don't know. I was, like, I was thinking about that. Did you read that the best of Redditor updates about the I think the daughter whose mom ended up dating a a feeder.
0: No. (laughs) And,
1: you know, she got, it got so bad that she had to say something and her mother basically has gone no contact because she was like, shut up, I'm happy. Even though she was like, she'd gained hundreds of pounds over the course of like a couple of years and was like having active health impacts from it.
0: I have not, but I just finally caught on to what you meant by feeder. Oh yeah. But yeah The feeder
1: kink the feeder kink I feel like you could indulge it safely, but like it kinda seems like mm. a really, really bad combo with a narcissist. A min like an a charming manipulative narcissist in particular. Like yeah. if you act, if you don't care about your partner's health, then like yeah. That's kind of what happens there,
0: so I'm gonna do a hot huh, and that yeah hot huh is not about like large women or large people in general. that hot huh is about you know people who have such low self esteem that they will let themselves be
1: harmed by their partner because they feel like they can't do anything else. actively
0: harmed by their partner because they feel like they cannot do any better. And it's like, no. No.
1: (laughs) Like, I think I would feel, I wouldn't feel great about it if it was like, you know, they both had a feeding kink in opposite directions and it's like, well, yeah, you are slowly killing yourself but at least it's like, a thing that you enjoy enough that you made that choice consciously not, I got manipulated into it by the boyfriend I finally managed to get.
0: Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. But hey, on happier notes... On happier anything, notes, uh, anybody want...
1: I was going to say, no, not literally anything. Anybody want to talk about how, uh, you know... Like, okay, spoiler, I haven't had... I haven't watched the uh, the most recent episode of last of us yet but uh anyone else ever have that kind of like once you learned what cordyceps was have like not quite a recurring nightmare per se but like thought way too much about what would happen if cordyceps like infected humans
0: i mean i've known about cordyceps since long before the first time i played the last of us and
1: also same well, I never that, played The Last of Us, but
0: that came out like 2013, 2014, something like that.
1: Yeah, I might have even taught you about cordyceps because it's like, you, man, this is fucking creepy.
0: You most definitely probably did. Of like, oh hey, here are mushrooms that like infect you and become zombies inside. Well, of
1: mushrooms you. not it it is a fungus, but mushroom is not the right
0: word. Fungal colony.
1: Yes. Yeah, it zombifies ants, and like, if well, you want to really freak yourself out, go watch a video of it. There's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty of them, but there are some really high def ones that they've done for shit oh, like, yeah, it's like uh, and horrifying. Like the like 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 the kind of shit that gets voiced over by uh, um, David Attenborough. Maybe. Yeah, it's a. Uh, It's, um, I mean, oof. The thing I can't remember is if the ant is technically alive. I mean, life and death in an ant is a little bit of a different concept than it is with humans. Because their nervous system is so much more, uh, simple. Um, but I I think more or less it's, like, at best half alive. If not, like, mostly dead. Um. It's basically the understanding.
0: Alive the understanding I get is they feel without ability.
1: Uh, I don't, yeah, I can't remember if that's like, I can't remember. I think it sort of progresses and they kind of become progressively more dead until they are so dead that the fungus can't command them to move anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they basically just like, oh, actually, before they, I think the fungus, again, fungi don't have brains. But they actually make these. So these ants generally, you know, obviously don't end up on like higher branches or whatever because then they're more likely to get picked off by you know things that would eat them. But this the part of what the cordyceps does is it commands it to go like higher in the canopy so that it is picked off and that and thus spread elsewhere. But like um, not, failing. Not... Failing that, it will basically, like, the ant will just sort of die in place and, like, uh, you know, like, actual mycelia start growing out of their head and stuff and then produce spores that sort of spread everywhere. Either way, the, the spores are getting spread from a higher vantage point, so they spread farther as well.
0: So, the spores tell them to move away from the colony because if they stay in the colony, they'll be seen as frauds. And then murdered by the rest of the colony before they can propagate. So, it tells them to separate from the colony and get to a high enough spot. So that even if it does get picked off, it's at a spot that its spores can spread to the rest of the colony.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Yeah, nature's fucking metal, man
0: yeah but that's one of those metal
1: like cordyceps is one of those things that like give, actually genuinely gives me the the squickies much like uh botflies
0: the heebies and the jeebies.
1: uh botflies uh fish that swim up your urethra um no there are a lot of
0: but botflies are not the fish that swim up i your know urethra.
1: i'm I'm listing things that freak me the fuck out oh, um okay i and actually quite a few parasites like Man, I mean, that's why... I I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but hey, folks, in case you happen to live in the South, don't fucking go barefoot outside, please. Nope. Like, pretty please? Like, maybe if it's, like, cold enough outside? But, yeah. Do you want worms that burrow up through your feet and then travel through the rest of your body to, like, complete the rest of their life cycle? Which I guess I Mm -hmm. won't go into complete detail of right now. No? Then maybe... Don't go barefoot in the south. Yeah. Also, don't go swimming in water that's really warm warm and like let water rush up your nose in case you like happen to be one of those really unlucky people who happens to get the brain amoeba. Also, um just wait don't because piss in the Amazon. <laughs> uh yeah, well, don't piss in the Amazon River itself. Because they swim yep. up they they swim up your up your pea stream. Um but Yeah, I mean, that's a fun fact, too, is the brain-eating amoeba, once it gets warmer here, can totally live here, too.
0: Yep, the world is doomed.
1: I mean, I was pretty content with being in the Lyme disease capital of the world, because at least that's got meds.
0: I mean, that was the squickiest thing we had. It's probably not going to be the capital for very long.
1: Oh, no, I mean, Lyme, actually, Lyme disease might... I mean, if the if the deer population gets fucked a bit by climate change, we might actually reduce our amount of Lyme disease. That would be cool. But we're going to get all kinds of other stuff, so that's less cool.
0: Yes. Yay.
1: Also, if you're a hunter, go shoot some fucking deer. That's That's part of the problem.
0: Oh, but yeah, fucking Last of Us. I don't know how much we've talked about this show before, but, like, check it out. It's really good. It's mostly true to the fucking game, if you played, like, the first game of it. Um, I've only ever played the first game of it, and recently finished a replay of the first game of it. So nice. I know exactly what the last episode is going to most likely hold. Although we've been told that uh, the last episode is not going to be what you think it's going to be, but I don't know. I... You think they're a bunch of filthy like, liars? Yeah, well, I understand, like, story structure. Mm-hmm. So, I'm gonna leave you to talk for, like, uh, you know, 90 seconds while I go pee.
1: Okay. Um.
0: Whatever you want to talk about. Absolutely uh... anything. <laughs>
1: Man, I'm okay. Well, folks, in case you're wondering why I possibly sound slightly less energetic than usual, I, uh, my ass finally got a full time job again, and, uh, I'm still adjusting to a new sleep schedule and, you know, having to be a place for over eight hours a day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I really like it so far. It's, it's fun to, you know, feel like I'm actually kind of using my degree, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's an adjustment. So, uh, tired. And, you know, we, we, re- we definitely record a bit earlier than we used to because, you know, <clears throat> brain dead and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, watching a cutscene from a video game right now and, I don't know. The graphics are pretty cool. How's the game, honey? Mid. Mid. Mid is the answer. I don't know if y'all can hear that through the mic, but... He left me alone because he's peeing, so I'm just talking to all the good folks at home.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I'm this not... This is just something that I could play without sound. Let's... Yeah, playing without sound. Woo I'm I don't know, it looks like the kind of game that might have, you know, dialogue that's sort of mm. it's a lot of
0: military stuff. You know. They talk kind of like any characters from a war movie.
1: Oh yeah, Brumac. I've totally seen that type of guy in like a bunch of militaries before. I take on a normal well what if I want to be a big lizard person well, What would you think cool. about that What if I'm jealous huh
0: Then you just have travel not travel not to travel past warp 10 Then you can be at least a giant salamander person
1: Yeah also um, So actually that's the thing I watch we, we, I, I rewatched most of the first season of Lower Decks For the first time I think so, I don't know that I'd ever rewatched it um yeah. so. man, I kind of forgot that like I can't remember what episode it is, but like there, first off, there's so many throwbacks to like and not even like obvious super fan servicey throwbacks all the time, but like there's so many throwbacks in fucking lower decks. It, like down to things that it's like, man, I really like I'm glad that there's a Star Trek show that still uses L cars, for instance. Yeah. Um But like I forgot that there was a throwback to uh the threshold salamander people
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and i
1: was like oh god i forgot <laughs> it's somehow it's it's way less gross in animated form though
0: yes but still like i love there's like a fucking throwback to that
1: yeah yeah Also, did you know that the uh, I I had the existence of a Darmok and Gelada Tanagra, um, like basically band tour T-shirt version, pointed out to me recently. That's yes, that's a thing that's uh, that exists. Are are you confused because you can't hear me? Oh, you can't hear me. Well. Zencaster can hear me, so, uh, eat shit, I guess?
0: Well, shit got fucked, so I'm just gonna fucking close it out then, I guess. Nope, still can't hear Emily, so I'm just gonna close it out, I guess. I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. We are New England Beer Reviews. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fucking as much as I remember to use any of those. Um, You can give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Uh, Fucking I'd ask for our final word, but shit's fucked. So Emily it might record give a final word that i won't hear
1: give us money and also fuck you rcn which i think is the internet service provider that sucks
0: all right it looks like lips stopped moving so i don't know what the fuck she said until i edit this episode so happy thursday (laughs) Bye. bye